Hey girl, what you doing? <laughs> I'm just playing. Welcome to We Got This Girl podcast. I'm your host, Patrice. Shoes off, tea in hand. It's time for the living room talk. Welcome to episode 11, Girl Talk. So y'all know that summer is peeking its head around the corner and she like, hey, and so it's time for me to get braids. Like, I'm just letting y'all know it's time for me to get the knotless boho braids. I've been holding out. I've been holding out. But just know on my Instagram, I'm going to be looking like a boho princess, Bahamian, Jamaican. I don't even know. I'm just going to be looking real summer ready. Real summer ready. Real soon. What are, what are y'all doing to prepare for summer? Like, do you change your whole routine? Do you start doing things that you don't do in the winter? I know, because y'all know it's girl talk. We in the living room. You know, we comfortable. I know that you shave your legs now. Because I know you weren't shaving your legs in the winter. I know you weren't. I know you weren't. And I know you weren't shaving under your arms. And that's okay. Because th- this is this is our this is our life. So I know we start to do things differently. And for all my girls that get waxed year round, I commend you. I applaud you. You are the beauty standard. Okay? Okay? I apply you. For all those women that get pedicures year round, queen, we give you your flowers. Because there are some of us who wait until it gets hot and we say, okay, now, now, please shed the skin of all winter off the bottom of my feet. Thank you so very much. And do it in under an hour. <laughs> We having girl talk, I'm telling you. Or, 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 those girls who, you know when you got to go somewhere? And so you say, okay, now it's still fall, but you got to go somewhere. You want to wear a little dress. And it's not really hot. It's not really cold enough to wear tights. So you, you just shave the part of your legs that will be seen. We see you too, queen. And you are to be valued. There's enough space for all of us. But on a deeper note, what y'all do for y'all skin? Because the Vaseline that I've been putting on my skin in the winter is not going to work in the summer. It's too hot. It's too hot. I'm going to sweat. And Vaseline on my face is just, I'm going to look like an oiled grease pan ready for some cornbread or something you know what i'm saying like we just have to work the we have to talk through these things so please 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 i'm begging you follow me on we got underscore this girl on instagram and share your summer skincare and hair plans and routines okay i'm looking forward to reading them and another thing so the girl my natural girlies who 
are wearing their real hair this summer. You're not wearing any tape-ins, extensions, sew-ins, braids. How y'all do it? Okay? I don't know where you live in the world, but some of us live in very humid environments. How do you do it? I need to know. What do you use? Let's just kiki over that. (laughs) But anyway, today for Girl Talk, we are talking about seasons of reaping and sowing in a community of women. So all this week, I've just been, God is just blessing me, blessing me. And what I started to realize is that my season of isolation is over and God is forcing me out of that place. So There's two types of isolation. There's a spiritual isolation that God places you in, but then there's also a personal isolation that we place ourselves in. Well, spiritual isolation, what can we do about that? God is sovereign. Amen. But the personal isolation, hmm, it's (laughs) self-induced and it comes from a place of independency and there is no way that we can have all of our needs met alone. God did not make us to have all of our needs met alone. And the enemy will try to take what God has created and twist it. And so what I always hear and what I'm sure you always hear is that, you know, a lot of women can't be friends. It's just going to be drama and mess and gossip. Or, you know, women can't be friends for long periods of time. Or all women do is talk about other women. And the truth about it is that God created relationships for a reason. And in those relationships, we sometimes sow and we sometimes reap. I think about the story of Ruth and Naomi. That was the one, thank you Holy Spirit, that just like, boom, popped up on my head. And the fact that in their relationship, there was a time where Naomi sold into Ruth, you know, to let her know, like, first of all, hey, it's okay. I know I'm your mother-in-law, but my son is dead. So I want you to go out and, and, you know, she released her. She freed her. She gave her a confidence. But when Ruth was like, nah, wherever you go, that's where I'm going to be too. Okay? So, hush. But (laughs) there was a moment in the relationship where Naomi taught her. Her son has died. But she is saying, hey, this is what you need to do to be confident and to make yourself seen and to surrender. And so, it's a beautiful relationship to me. It's one of my favorite um, relationships in the Bible, friendships in the Bible, because Naomi was so much older than Ruth, but there was a community that they created among themselves of reaping and sowing into one another. And in our relationships with with one another and the communities that we've created, you know, at work or at church or amongst our friend groups, there should be a season of reaping and sowing. What I used to have a really hard time is there have been friendships that I've had where I feel like I've only sown and 
I would be so confused and mad with God and that person because I'm like, God, you know, why am I always the one that has to do this or they never call me unless they da 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 da. And I remember a woman who at the time was sewing into me. You never really realize these things. Some, At least I don't until after the fact. But I remember she said, you have to learn to get what you need from God. And I just, you know, I'm the type of person. I, pride is the thing that I have to kill every day. And I just remember rolling my eyes. I was like, I'm talking about from people, you know. But we just not realizing, not being mature enough to realize, like, no. We have to realize that what we need comes from God. And in that, God blesses us through people sometimes, most of the time. And so what I didn't realize was I wasn't making deep enough connections with people so that they could sow into me. I'm over here struggling alone by myself because I won't open up and be honest with other women of what's going on in my life, the struggles that I'm having, the the insecurities that I'm having, the prayers that I really need but can't even pray for myself on. Like these are the things that's going on and I could not open up to share with other women about those things unless it was like an emergency, a tragedy, a, a um you know, a 911 then I just want to pour everything out and expect for them to stop their lives and do everything. But relationship happens over time. And so community is so important. And although God will sometimes place us in our wilderness seasons so that we can be isolated to learn his voice. But there are other times that we place ourselves in those isolations because we feel that we can supply all of our needs. Not only is that idolization of ourself, which is a dangerous place to be, but it also reveals how much we trust God. And when I started to see that, when God started to show me that in myself, I realized that Hmm, I'm not really trusting God with my feelings, emotions, the deep things of my heart either. And that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Like you don't trust your creator with your deep thoughts, feelings. But it happens. It happens. And over time, we become so used to self-soothing ourselves. And when I say self-soothing, I'm not saying like you are only having friends for when you have, you know, tough times. But Even when something good happens, who do you celebrate with? Who do you tell good news to? God did not create us to be alone. And um, there is a scripture in John or a couple of scriptures in John um, that I want to read today that the Holy Spirit was like, "Ooh, this (laughs) And when I read it, it just, it was something. But um, it's John chapter 4, and it starts at verse 27. John chapter 4, and it starts at verse 27. There are so many women 
who all have the same thought. I want a community. I want a community. I want a community. Or, you know, you hear people say, I want a tribe. I want a tribe. I want a tribe. And the amount of women that we get into our own routines and really just into the daily life of just doing what we always do, never really going outside that rotation of, okay, on this day I go this place and on that day I do this and at this time I do that. And what we don't realize is that we don't really leave space for people to come in. And that was also me too. (laughs) Okay. So when I read this, it really just opened my eyes. And so Jesus has, was talking to the Samaritan woman and, and the Samaritan woman is like, Oh my goodness, I have to go back to the town and tell these people about you. And so she goes back to the town and she's like, y'all, I just met this man and he's told me everything about me. I believe he's the Christ. And so of course, all these people start running out into the, you know, into the streets or whatever. And the disciples are like, Jesus, have you eaten? They're like, why does why this woman went to go get these folks? Rabbi hadn't eaten, he hadn't slept, he hadn't blah 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 blah. And it's amazing what Jesus says to them. And so I want to start reading at verse 27. John chapter 4, verse 27. 27. I don't know. Just then his disciples returned. And we're surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asks, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? That They knew. <laughs> then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made, they were, made their way toward him. Excuse me. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, verse 34, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four more four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. And so when reading that, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. One, Jesus was not concerned with all these people coming out to come and see him and talk to him. Okay, this woman, he he has this conversation with this woman and she is so moved by this conversation that she's like, I have to go to the town and tell these people that I think the Christ is here. 
That's the impact that Jesus' compassion had on her to be a Jew talking to a Samaritan woman and to leave feeling compassion on her and for her to go back into the town and say, oh my gosh, like, come see this man that I think is the Christ. And the disciples are in the mindset of, okay, but it's time to eat. Like, this is it's time for us to get back on our routine. Like there's things that we have to do. And Jesus, to me, when I read this, it's like, have space. Okay. Look out. The harvest is ripe. And so in our relationships, I know for me, I get into like these routines where I'm just, I go to school, I go to work, I go to this, I do that. I come home, I go to the grocery store, I do this, that's it. I get my nails done, I get it. And everything is done alone. And so you may not be like that. You may be where you're around people all the time, but you have no deep connections. No one knows what's going on in your life. You haven't opened up to anyone. And so the enemy wants us to stay like that. There are gifts. We talked about gifts and calling the last two Saturdays. There are gifts and calling that is that are specifically for you in someone else that God has placed them in and he has placed them in your life for a reason. But because we will not commune with one another, we don't receive. Are you a reaper or are you a sower? Is this your season to sow into other women? Is this your season to reap the benefits of other people who have gone through the trauma of their own lives, but God has healed them and set them free and delivered them. And you are going through the same exact, battling the same exact things that they had to battle. And they have a just a presence to be there and listen to you and have empathy and understand or to deliver a word to you. Or maybe their spiritual gifts are exactly what God is giving to you in that moment. But we won't commune with one another. And so I pray for community among women and even myself to get out of that isolation. Yes, I am an introvert. Yes, I like to be alone. But God did not create us to always be alone. You may be a person who's never alone, but you have a problem with trusting other people. I pray that God opens your eyes for you to see the ones that he's placed in your life to be there for a season or for a lifetime that you can trust, whom you can trust. That's all I got today, y'all, for Girl Talk. Thanks for coming to my living room, but I love you. I love you truly. And I pray that this week our prayers are guided to pray for stronger communities of women in God and women who are not in God so that they can come to God and that we feel confident in doing that. And um, even though, you know, we may be uncomfortable, um, There's so many ways that fear can manifest. And for me personally, it manifests through anxiety. And we 
have to cast that stuff down because they're barriers to us receiving what God has for us when we don't have to to live with those barriers for Jesus has already done the work against anxiety and fear and feeling of of worth worthlessness and you know feeling of jealousy or selfless uh, selfishness or whatever your crutch may be that divides you from building connection with other women Jesus has already done the work and so we receive what he's done anyway I could talk about this all day but I love y'all I'll see you next episode bye